Who freaking cares how big your business is, how much money you are making, how much achievement you've created if you're unhappy, if you're unfulfilled, if you're miserable. Like it doesn't matter if you're if you're unhappy. This video is brought to you by Flipster, the nation's largest property database, including houses on the MLS and off-market leads like pre-foreclosures and vacant homes. To find your next wholesale or fix and flip deal, start your free trial today at joinflipster.com. Colton Lindsay, welcome back to the channel. Excited to be here with you and talk with you again. How are you doing, man? I love my life, man. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked. Yeah, I, I am too. In fact, uh, I love talking with you because, you know, a lot of my conversations are very technical about, about the business, about data, about systems, about processes. You get all that. You know, that's important. It's a very fundamental part of the business, whatever business you're in, really, but especially real estate, especially if you're doing, you're being a real estate agent, you're being a real estate investor. But uh, your real passion and what I resonate with a lot, you and I talk about this a lot. We yeah. did on our other videos here on the channel, but it's more about the emotional side of life and business and managing right the ups and downs. And, and I think a lot of times I did for a long time in my life. I know, I know certainly you did too, but we let the emotional side of, of ourselves self-sabotage, get in the way of our own success, get in the way of us really being able to live our best lives, tap into our genius, really build a fulfilling, not just a, not just a successful business, but a fulfilling life. Right. And so let's talk about that. Why do you feel like this, uh, you call it emotional state management. Why is that such an important part? In fact, the fundamental part, as far as you're concerned, to success in business and life. Yeah, well, so my mentor, because I'm in Tony's Platt Circle, he always says your greatest failure is success without fulfillment. Now, part of my journey was I had this false belief and illusion that if I hustled more, if I earned more, if I achieved more, well, that was more financial freedom, more deals, more money, more stat, whatever. I had this illusion that if I did that, then one day I, I, I would solve problems. I'd be happy. Mm. What I found out is the problems were still there <laughs> and I wasn't happy. And so longer and longer, what I found out is I was just cramming this unhappiness feeling in my life. Mm. And really what it was is I wasn't aligned one with my core values, but two is I didn't really choose my core values, the world did, or my parents did, or church did, or whatever. And so I, I was misaligned on values that I didn't even choose. And so I was constantly miserable. And I look at values as this way, make them so simple. It's easy to feel amazing, to feel good now and to always feel better. Who freaking cares how big your business is, how much money you are making, how much achievement you've created. If you're unhappy, if you're unfulfilled, if you're like, if, if you can't be present with your kids or if you can't have uh, the intention with this incredible relationship with your partner, or your spouse, or at the end of the day, if you just are unhealthy or fat or lazy, what, like who cares if you're miserable? Like it doesn't matter if you're, if you're unhappy. And what's interesting yeah. is in this space, there's a couple different levels of emotions, emotional states, like a newer person in business trying to just get the revenue coming in. Their negative state is usually, um, doubt, worry, or disbelief. Like, mm. I hope it works out sort of thing. Not even hope, but like they doubt it's going to work out. But then once some people get a little bit of success, they're usually still significant driven. And we see this a ton today, especially just look at social, and look at all the gurus out there. A lot of them are super flashy as opposed to fulfillment driven. 
And where they these individuals get stuck once they get some success and money coming in is frustrated, irritated, impatient, and overwhelmed. They are then working 29 hours a day, eight days a week. Not only that, they're constantly stressed that it's going to end, that it's going to go away. And I really, the identity is going to crash. That's what they're afraid of, right? Yeah. What I want people to imagine is what if not only did you have the success, double your income, double your net worth, financial freedom, meaning you work like your leverage residual income pays for your life. Like you have that. You have the business freedom where you work because you choose to, not because you have to. You have that. But you have that soul freedom where you've got the peace, the calm, the the calm presence with your your woman or your man, the calm presence with your kids is, you know what I mean? Like kids, you got kids, right? Like they have one little freaking meltdown and can can change the whole energy, right? Are you going to let that trigger you and set you off and create this anxiety and overwhelm? Or are you going to stay cool as a cucumber through it? Yeah. Because no matter what, you're not going to change that life's going to come at you. And it's how you experience life. To me, that's the most beautiful part. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's interesting, Colton. Um, you know, I've thought a lot about entrepreneurs and I love to study and learn from successful entrepreneurs. And one thing that I think I've really kind of gathered and I think is true is that most successful entrepreneurs, they have three distinguishing traits or characteristics. One is they have a really strong need for significance. You mentioned that word significance. They're very significance driven, meaning they want to make a difference in the world. They want to have an impact in a big way. Now that can be good, but it can also be unhealthy because the second thing a lot of successful entrepreneurs have is a fear of insignificance, yes. meaning that they're so worry and anxiety driven that they won't matter, that they won't be good enough. And the third trait is just an intense drive. You know, they can they can delay gratification. They can plow through on a goal until they reach success. Whereas a lot of other people, they don't. They don't have that staying power. Yeah. But if you think about it, if you're if you're driven for significance, if you're afraid of insignificance, and you're making that mean something about you, if, yes. If uh, if it's tied to your self worth, then it doesn't matter what you achieve. You're going to be unfulfilled. You've got to be able to generate this feeling of worth and value from within, not from yes. others, not from your right. Instagram following or whatever, or your bank account. It's yeah. got to be self-generated. And so it takes a lot of personal development. It has for me anyway, it's taken a lot of personal development for me not to be other validation seeking or, yes. or care so much about what everybody else perceives or thinks. The identity. And the identity, yeah, that identity coming from others. But like you said, just really dial in your core values, really be so secure in yourself, in your own skin, have that peace and just know yeah. that you're on a path that God wants you to be on and that you're 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 making a difference for the right reason, not for validation from others. And I think that's right. important to learn how to do. Well, and, and if you think about it, like mindset. Everyone talks about you got to have a strong mindset. Dude, that's like from the 90s mindset, right? Like <laughs> to me, it's way more in mindset. It's like when I wake up, am I waking up full of anxiety and all the shit I got to deal with for the day? Am I going to bed at the end of the day? Like, man, I didn't get anything done. And I ran around like with my head cut off all day. Or is every moment like a blissful, beautiful moment? Wonder and awe. Like, who gives a prime example the other night? my seven-year-old woke up it's like 12 38 i was like in the middle of some great deep sleep she woke <laughs> up and you've been there i know you got the mm -hmm. kids 
thrown up. She woke up thrown up. Thank goodness she almost made the toilet all the way, right? <laughs> but then it's 12.30 in the morning and I got to clean this up and get her back to bed. And I could have two ways to view this. I could be super angry, super upset, super irritated, or what I could, what I ended up doing is like just so grateful that I get that moment because yeah. there's going to be I don't get it. Right. And I think that's the reality is we have to remember this moment right now is the only moment we're guaranteed. And the only thing that you get any experience over is how you observe the emotional experience through it. And one day it's going to expire. And if you stack all of your moments with like fear and anxiety and overwhelm and stress and hustle and grind, what's the purpose? You're going to be miserable till the day you die. Yeah. So it's like, I look at this. So for example, I, I have a relationship. I know you've, you've got a relationship. You're married. Like if we went to our, our, our partner, our woman with the need of love and connection, like I need love and connection from her. Not that I don't enjoy it, but if I, if that's a need and she has a bad day and she's upset and she rejects me, I don't get that love and connection. Guess what? Then I'm, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to feel rejected. Yet if I go to that relationship with her, with this need of growth, and contribution and that I contribute and love her regardless of her response, I win game over. I win. Yeah. Plus when she's in kind of a triggered state or upset, I get to create that space for her to be able to come back to the positive, beautiful state, right? Especially yeah. as men, then our job is to make sure that you can be the person that moves you into a positive space. And I don't just mean positive, like positive thinking. I mean, like you literally feel like you're in this space of wonder and awe and amazement. You remember how beautiful your journey already has been. Definitely. I mean, the thing we need to remember is the more you need something, the more you come from a needy place, then the more you actually don't get it. Because, yes. because the, the greatest way to repel something is to, is to be so anxious and needy of it. Nobody wants to give to somebody who's needy. It's the, it's the complete opposite so if, if you can, if you can create a, such a solid sense of self where maybe there's things you want, but you don't need because you can self-soothe, you can self-validate, you, you're strong enough with it within yourself, then you start to attract all of these amazing things in your life because amazing attracts amazing, needy attracts needy. You know, you, you got to become what it is that you really want to come back to you in your life. And that's so important to do. So. I know you spend a lot of time on this. You do a lot of training on this around this idea, Colton, of, of creating fulfillment, creating true lasting happiness, how to take, how to manage through stress and anxiety and overwhelm. What are some things that you help people do to, to kind of put those things in check, to have a really good balance? I, I like to say it's so hard as an entrepreneur to balance, right? Especially if I don't think it's balance, right? Um, the right word. I get what you're saying. To me, is it so that they experience the bliss through all parts of life? Right, right? now. Yeah. Right, right now. Not not once I accomplish this thing. Yeah. It's interesting. If, if a, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are significant and certainty driven, the downfall for those people that are certainty and significant driven in business is this one simple thing. They will never be fulfilled until they achieve more. So therefore they're always achieving more. Got it? Yeah. Not that, not that it's a bad thing to achieve more, but they're achieving based on that's where they get their joy. Right. Whereas if a person can understand that 
the need for growth and contribution. If they can come from that space, then they can have joy even when crap's getting messed up, right? Like even when the plan's not going as, as we want it to. So let's take an example of things that I do. I look at my day as, as three parts, morning, day, and evening routine. Got it? Morning, day, and evening routine. Okay. So my morning, I ask myself, what do I want as an emotional outcome for my morning? I want clarity. I want peace. I want calm. I want direction. And I want some space in that part of my day where I don't feel like I've got to go be the rock for everyone, be the problem solver, be the, the innovator. But then I get to, so I have, and then if I look at that, I have specific rituals. So I have prayer, meditation, breath work. And it's not like I do it once in a while. It's like every day. Like at this point I have logged thousands and thousands of hours with breath work and meditation. Not, I tried it once cause I saw it on the internet. Right. Yeah. The other ritual I have, which is this cool thing, is called the Smart Day. So I teach it to our students. In a nutshell, what it is, it's a 30-minute CEO meeting with themselves to get really clear on the next 24 hours of their life with their core three to five outcomes. But let's move to our daytime routine. That's when a lot of us are putting in the work to, to drive the business. That's where I want a sense of certainty that my company's putting money in the bank through our active income, our, our quadruple digit rate of return, as our, our friend Chris calls it, right? Like, but I also want to do it with fun and playfulness and, and, and excitement. So then I create rituals throughout my working day that fire off those emotions. Like I know that no matter what, I got to be having 30 meaningful conversations with people today. The, the people I have the converse with conversations with today, they're not the same one that I was five years ago, right? Like I'm having conversations with Jerry, with Chris Crone, with not Cody Hoffine, right? Like some people that are playing at, a, at another level. But then let's look at the evening part. The evening part, what is the emotional outcome I want for that? I want a sense of, like I did achieve throughout the day. I want a sense of gratitude for what I'm growing. I want a sense of connection with my family. I want a sense of relaxation. I want a sense of presence. So what are the rituals that I got to do for my evening? Like one of our rituals, eat dinner around the table. Mm -hmm. We always, every day, a new person says the prayer. One daughter says, dear universe. Another says, dear God. Right. It doesn't matter. We have that prayer in that space. And then we go around the table and share our magic moments of the day. Mm-hmm. And that allows us to get that connection. Right. We have the we have, hey, eight o'clock on, that's me and Lisa's time. And we have what what we do together during that time. So yeah. we have that 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 love and connection. Right. And so we get very clear on what these rituals look like, and that will fire off emotions. That's one thing that I do. The other thing that I really take people through, especially our our, our students deep, meaningful breath work. Like I'm talking where I'll take them to the center of the universe to find the joy that they didn't ever knew exist inside of them or they're remembering at least, right? Mm-hmm. Because what I'm able to do, Jerry, is I'm help people to be able to step out. Everyone thinks, oh, I need more time or if I had more time. No, dude, we all got the same time. You just got to create space and give your attention differently to the time that you have. That's it, right? It's like you, your part of your freedom is let's go to, to Montana. Let's go live on the lake. And let's make sure that we're water skiing on the private lake. Yeah. And one of the emotions that emotes for you is actually a sense of safety, security, and connection. Cause you feel safe and secure with your kids on a lake where there's less people, but then you get that experience, that, that blissful moment of absorbing, watching your kids flail in the water or blow right. snot out their nose or whatever, you know what I yeah. mean? And it becomes a beautiful moment, not, not a huge grandioso, but a beautiful little moment. 
Yeah, I love how you explain that, creating the rituals, you know, and you talked about triggering. Um, you know, a lot of times we hear the word trigger and and people think of trauma, right? People who have trauma and we all have trauma to some degree, some worse than others, but we can things can trigger this trauma and this negative emotion and pain and anxiety and stress. And if you just let yourself go, the your your body's number one reasoning capacity is to avoid pain, right? Yes. So it's to feel pleasure, but it also is strongly driven to avoid pain. Right. So you have these mechanisms that are going to draw towards those things as a protective mechanism. So you have to consciously put yourself in a place like Colton described, where in, where now you're triggering these, these happy, fulfilling, yes. grateful emotions. Those aren't just going to come naturally like the other ones do. They're go- it's they're gonna it's gonna take conscious effort to do that. And, and with time, though, they can come more natural. Like when you that's right build those in the neural pathways, they will come yeah. more natural. And there's specific rituals. I love the word ritual because it resonates with me. Yeah, but, but maybe you want to call it actions or whatever your thing is that resonates well with you. Yeah, and it, as you repetition is the mother of all skills. So if the skill is to feel joy, all you got to do is repetitively do the thing that triggers that. And then it will become automatic. You know, one thing I've done in my business, Colton, and tell me if you think, uh, you know, this is a good idea. But as I've built my business and I've moved out of like the hustle phase where I'm doing everything. And as I've moved through creating a team that's going to carry a lot of the heavy lifting of the business, I've tried really hard over the years to put myself in a place where I'm doing just the things in the business that I'm really good at. Yeah, uh, it's taken time to develop and figure that out. But the things I'm really good at and the things I really enjoy doing. So yes. what I do is I have these two lists, the list of like top is just the things Jerry is really good at that just Jerry can do all the way down to conceivably anybody could do that. Yes. And then constantly work up that list. The other list is what are the things that I really like to do? Because the things I don't like to do, I'm not going to be very good at anyway. And then I'm constantly checking off the bottom of the list and trying to live at the top of those two lists, what I'm really good at and what I really enjoy doing. And that has allowed me then to to build my life around those things that are going to really drive that fulfillment in in a really meaningful way. Right. Well, part of success is not hard work, although that is an ingredient. The real key ingredient is a willingness to do what I don't feel like doing. And I mean, literally, physically don't feel like doing sometimes. And so there are times where I have to do something that doesn't feel like what I want to do. But then there are times where I can do things where I'm like born to do it. Like, it's like this is what I'm born to do. And you have to you have to at first teeter totter through through the same like right now. I don't feel like being the CEO of my companies. I really don't. At the same time, I have to do that thing in order to drive my life to the outcomes that I want. And I'm really freaking great at it too. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Uh-huh. Because there are, we have to look that there are bottlenecks and constraints, but when we have to do the thing that we don't feel like doing, one of the secrets is that I've learned is I've got to learn to love it. I got to learn to love it. I don't have to learn to do it forever. But if I'm going to do the thing I don't feel like doing, let's make the most out of it. Let's enjoy it. Let's make it beautiful. And by doing that, it will then allow you to to, to create leverage to that bottleneck. And oftentimes we are the bottleneck. Like I love, like if you ever read the book, The Goal, 
it's an amazing, cool fictional book, but I realized most of the time I am the bottleneck in my business, yeah. right? Or my life or my relationship or my whatever. And I've got to learn to, to shift my state. So, I mean, I could wrap yeah. on this for hours and we're going to do a ton of this at WJR Live, by the way. Yeah, like, let, let's talk about that because, um, I mean, I could talk to you for hours about this very topic. Uh, and I hope that you guys watching got some ideas around this, at least bring it to your consciousness that you can't let the day run you. You've got to run the day and consciously decide what do I want my life to look like? What are the emotions that I want to experience? You, We only got one shot at this. I like to say all the time, Colton, that you know, we're dead a whole lot longer than we're alive. And yeah. so that means we have a window here. We have a we have a one shot at making this your best life. And I'm at an age now where um, it's less about the bank account. I mean, I, I want to continue to grow my businesses and make money, but I want fulfillment. I want relationships. I want to mm -hmm. leave a legacy. I want to be remembered for something big. Yeah. That's important to me. And I want to I want to wake up every day and feel like I'm living my best life, feel like I'm doing what God put me on this earth to do. Yes. And so that that takes a conscious effort to to build that and create that and experience that. Like conscious is the key and repetitive consciousness. You can't yeah. just do it once. It's got to be obsessed. Yeah. And so you you've got uh, an entire roadmap for how you help people do this, yep. how to really build that business that's fulfilling and rewarding. Yep. And uh, tell us a little bit about WGR. I'm excited to be one of your speakers at the event. It's coming up here quick. But tell us a little bit about that. Give us some dates and, and tell people how yeah. they can be a part so, of that. So September 16th through the 18th is WGR Live. It's my annual event. So far, we've got about 350 in-person people tickets that have been right. claimed. And we've got about another seven or 800 virtual. So you can attend in-person nice. or virtually, right? Yeah. Um, three days where we're going to, br I'm bringing in some of my best mentors and business partners that they're going to break down business freedom, the psychology of that, the psychology of financial freedom, and then also the psychology of just freaking joy and happiness, the soul freedom aspect. And by the time you leave after those three days, I promise you, we will freaking deliver. If you show up and participate, you'll walk away and your life will be changed forever. Not just financially, but really in your joy. Yeah, and I know that's true. I've been to um, your past event that I came to earlier this summer in Salt Lake City and got to see and feel and be a part of that energy that you bring. And and it's an experience. It's really something to be a part of. And So this one will be on steroids compared to the last one you were okay. on. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm going to be attending virtually. So, and I'll be, I'll be presenting with on, on your time slot, one of your time slots there. But the lineup is phenomenal. We're going to put a link in the description below, guys. I would do everything you can to jump on a plane and get there because it's a it's a whole nother level when you're there. If you can't, though, attend virtually. Block out those. It's three days. Block that time out. It will be life-changing for you. It will be transformational. Okay. You will be so grateful. You'll come out of there with a much clearer picture of how to create your own roadmap for success in business and life and really create that fulfilling dream that you're that most people want to have awesome man i'm stoked to see you guys there we'll see you there Me too. thanks everybody be sure to check yeah. out that link we'll put it in the description colton thank you again for all that you do for the the, the life-changing work that you do and i'm grateful for my friendship and and keep doing all you're doing man thank you man i appreciate right. it we'll see thanks. you guys on the next video